I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Did you first play? I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film. Good morning, campers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to season two of Napalm in the Morning. Uh, wow, we are... Uh, yeah. W- what are we doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're back in studio, which is always nice. Um, we had, uh, speaking of missing in action, we were, uh, we, were, we were all in different parts of the world recording uh, our last blockbuster missing in action. Right. Um, yeah, and we wanted to keep things on the semi-lower-ish budget uh, for this week, too. So, um, but yeah, many, many people were requesting this, and by many, uh, I believe it would be zero. But we are doing it anyway, and Eric, Eric, what are we covering this week? Yeah, this is the, you, you know it, you love it, uh, Chinagate, 1957. That's now, right. This is about Watergate, right? China, well, I think Watergate, the hotel, I think, is named... It's referencing this, I think. I think. Okay, yeah. So this this precedes all of the uh, all of the gates. Yeah, any um, gate like you know, like like Monica Gate or like <laughs> you know Benghazi Gate or. Yeah. Okay. It's all referencing China Gate. It it all it all come it all comes back here. So yeah, yeah. the uh, 1957 is where it. Uh, um, this is this is a this is a crazy um, kind of interesting early. Quite early. Yeah, it's maybe, you know, I mean, listeners, uh, I would love nothing more for you to correct us, but I think this is the first American film that mentions Ho Chi Minh. As far as I can tell. First major Hollywood sort of um, production. Right, and I think maybe the second one that deals with Vietnam in great detail. The first one, which we might cover at some point in the future. Yeah, so this is, this is, again, a very, very early um, intro to the kind of... um, what had to be majorly outlying sort of body of knowledge for most most Americans, and that is like the French Empire in in Asia. You know, yeah, they're, they're not gonna the dying at French Empire. <laughs> yeah, very right. very much so. Oh, sorry, is that spoiler? Oh yeah, well, wait <laughs> to, to, to spoil things. Well, let's uh, since you since you since you bring us there, Matt, let's let's listen to a little little taste from the opening about uh, yes. about this film and. Just sit back and just just relax yeah. and, and uh why don't you do a little click counter of problematic statements you hear in this uh, opening scroll okay here we go this motion picture is dedicated to france more than 300 years ago french missionaries were sent to indochina to teach love of god and love of fellow man <laughs> gradually french influence took shape in the vietnamese land despite many hardships they advanced love their of way god. of living <laughs> And the thriving nation became the rice bowl of Asia. Vast riches were developed under French guidance until 1941, when Japanese troops moved in and made the rice bowl red with blood of the defenders. In 1945, when the Japanese surrender was announced, a Moscow-trained Indo-Chinese revolutionist who called himself Ho Chi Minh began the drive to make his own country another target for Chinese communists. Headquartered in the north, he called the new party Viet Minh. With the end of the Korean War, 
France was left alone to hold the hottest front in the world and became the barrier between communism and the rape of Asia. Oh, Members oh, of the on. Foreign Legion imported from North Africa fought valiantly under the French flag. But the ammunition pipeline from Moscow could not be found. Bombs and shells made in Russia setting were stocked in secret tunnels the along the mountain range of the China Gate. This arsenal was winning the war for the communists. Bombs and shells stocked underground smashed village after village. But still fighting for her life, okay. 100 miles from the China Gate, is the dying village of Sun Toy, the last holdout in the north. Get ready, her supplies if you thought that was bad. Ambushed, her ammunition depleted, but she fights as she starves. Her only chance of survival is the American food airdrop from the south. Don't do it. The year, 1954. The day, Thursday. The time, 10 o'clock in the morning. All animals have been eaten. All but one. Little boy holding a puppy. All right. And then the gong, of course. Um, yeah, right. And then the, the obligatory, like, uh, ugh, pan issue. So there may have been a few things that were... <laughs> That were wrong with that uh, opening narration. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if I'm, I, I would give that a you know B B B plus, you know, as a paper uh, undergrad. Yeah, I mean, it's we're obviously being facetious. It's such a <laughs> it's such a crazy distorted view of right what is what is going on. I mean, it's tough to know where to even start. Like with the a funny. So if you think that's bad, or you I think, did, I do. Yeah, and you do. Um, uh, the director, um, Samuel Fuller, got a call from the Friends Consul General in L.A. Ah. And uh, um, Romain Gary, and I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he said, Monsieur Fuller. Um, and uh, oui. the the film's prologue was too harsh for, for France, on France. On France. And asked him to change it. Uh, Fuller refused, and the film was banned in France. So just wrap your head around that. It's too too hard on France. Hard on France. It which it, I did not see a lot of, but I I saw it <laughs> hard on a lot of other things, but not not France. Uh, I mean, it's it's one thing is great is again like and we're gonna we're gonna get into this later. I'm gonna ask you, Matt, why why are we watching films like this? But th- this is a this is a great window on like what you know what the West is thinking about what it's doing. You know, in in, in right. the world, it's kind of it's fascinating. If you, if you, France thinks this is too hard, and this is, if anything, it's wildly um, d- if distorted in favor of fr- the the truth. Isn't even sort of vaguely, you know, the, like this idea that yeah. like, I mean, the the, the there we obviously were French missionaries in the nineteenth century, but like there there's been fewer examples of sort of more craven sort of sort of financial resource exploitation than than French Indochina and. Um, you know, for like they were just hey, giving those natives uh, God and country and love a fellow man. You know that that narrative right. is like I don't know. I, like, it's, it seems bizarre. And uh, look, you know, looking. I mean, how long has it been now? Jeez, sixty uh, something years uh, since the film was made. I guess, but um, yeah. I mean, right? They're not mentioning like colonial Bastille. Like you know, Zinnemann sort of. Uh, <laughs> so. No, no, uh, right. I mean, like, 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 like the the deep sustained um, um, French uh, oppression, which kind of universally welded 
Vietnam together and, and into a fighting force. I mean, like they're none of the sort of the um, yeah, the, the 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 real pageant of of serious abuses of of colonial power right. are are of course mentioned at all. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think the this film, and as we get into it, it'll become pretty clear. Like it is an anti-communist screed, essentially. And so, yeah. when your main focus is anti-communism, whoever is the enemy of that is your friend. Uh, and and you know, there were plenty of Americans that were not supportive. You know, Roosevelt, FDR for one. Um, he he was you know pretty appalled at a lot of the way uh, France ran Indochina. Um, and so, yeah. I, th- I think I think that it leads to how I guess just the think of mid 50s you know mccarthyism you know red scare part two uh and it's just this ran rabid anti-communism fever in the united states that of course dovetails with um and we've i think we've talked about it before for the long time listener but the you know the loss of china the the the, and that notion this is you know why the china it's it's Mm -hmm. if if the u.s had done more if we had only um, told the line, supported you know the Chinese nationalists, the the the, the Gomendong. We would the the why couldn't we have been more like Brock? Yeah, the good the good guys would have won, in and and it would have would have stopped Asia or stopped communism at it you know at its from raping its Asia from the rape of Asia. So like that, I mean, and the communism and the rape of Asia tells you like that of like what they think there's no or or that you know this idea that like you know Ho Chi Minh was trying to make you know. Um, Vietnam, a colony of China, or something like this. If anything, you just knows anything about Ho Chi Minh, like it's like, you know, maybe or Vietnamese the, history and, <laughs> and the relation between them. Just two. like number one nationalists, you know, yeah. like like he he that they, they uh, spoiler alert, they would fight a war with China. Also, uh, you know, right. Vietnam, like this is not exa- this kind of all cha- communist the same. We'll see the Russians, the China, all of them going to be thrown. Right, into it's this. emanating out of out of Moscow or Peking, and it's being disseminated to. You know the lackeys in you know Cuba or Vietnam or wherever, and it's a little more complex than that. And it would take our country and our leaders and the you know, political <laughs> leaders a little while to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and the and the, luckily the U.S. would be in after 1957 would be smart enough to not get involved in in long sustained foreign conflicts. It'd be smart enough to not get sucked into these land wars in Asia. Um, and so I feel like this lesson hits home from, right. from China Gate, right? Yeah, like it, that's the point of the film, I think. Right? <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so and so you'll, you'll see characters of the film. You see there's like this um, mission interrupted um, uh, Nat King Cole, the, the you know. Yeah, the, one it, of the higher points, I think, of the film. Yeah, no, for sure. The, his, the, you know, some of the best pipes of the 20th century. Um, and his acting is pretty decent. Yeah, film. yeah. Uh, no, he's he's really, he's a naturalistic actor. Even mm-hmm. though it's weirdly, though, they make him sing, he is one of the, definitely the better actors in this. Uh, in a in a, in a cast that has uh, um, Angie Dickinson. Um, Who's also not bad. Lucky, uh, you're right. As, I as, think those two are the two high points. Um, you know, L- L- Levon Cleef, uh, who's, uh, you know, your, your favorite villain from... The good, bad, and the ugly, and the kind of spaghetti westerns he pl- he plays in Chinese uh, uh, mestizo general, major, like, yeah, yeah, major, um, 
you know, so he's, you know, it's the hand he's dealt. Like, um, uh, anyway, but, but yeah, the, 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 you see that a lot of the actors they have in this are narrating 1954. They're talking about, and it's like, I fought in, um, I fought in world war two and I fought in Korea Korea. Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to kill some commies, you know, and my, my, there's there's still another communist alive. Um, (laughs) Is what I think they had him say at one point. Um, so yeah. Uh, anything else to say before we jump into this this sucker man? No, uh, let's do it. Let's get this yeah. this garbage over with. Yeah. yeah let's. <laughs> okay. So so you know the French airdrop supplies in the this fictional village, um, hundred miles. Well, U.S. drops. I think. They yeah. Said. Right. Sorry. The U.S. Yeah. drops um, supplies. It's the only thing that keeps them from eating the animals. Um, and the make this is the the French Foreign Legion now the. The French Foreign Legion is from the sort of early nineteenth century. Yeah, eighteen thirty um, something, I think. Yeah, and and it's a it's a you know uh, one of the divisions of the French army that and a lot of foreign armies in in Europe recruited foreign so a lot of a lot of armies nations recruited foreign soldiers. Right. Um, United States did this well in our own Revolutionary War. Anyway, so but but the French um, Foreign Legion carried on as this um, you know elite fighting force of highly trained sort of soldiers right. who could come from any country and, you know, if they had fought, I think maybe they had to be wounded. But they, they, you know, it was a uh, if they got wounded, it was called like the, um, uh, like soiled blood on the soil or something. And, right. And like French citizenship yeah. by right. virtue of. Um, and then I think there was some length of time, three years or something of service they could get. Uh, I'm not an expert on this, but this is top of the head. Um, yeah, I think it's they a, could get c- service, um, citizenship. It's a pathway to citizenship and a, and, a, and an, an elite sort of fighting force of, of sort of mercenaries. And so these are right. who are, and so we have in the French Foreign Legion, we have Americans who are fighting um, and, and helping out, helping the cause of um, uh, of the French there. Right. And it's quite helpful that everybody uh, in the film speaks English very well. So, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, including literally like, every, every single person, including fake Vietnamese minorities who they will meet who, uh, you know, like, Hey, look over there, Charlie, you know, like they're, 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 <laughs> it's really, it's really something else. Um, well, we, we meet, uh, uh, Leah or lucky legs. Um, wah, wah, wah. yeah, <laughs> right. Matt's going to sing that music every day. They, they play the, Kind of uh, yeah, <laughs> music, the sultry music. Every time she's on the oh, screen, yeah. they really, they really siren her up. Um, well, they do like the close-up on her legs, like walking, uh, like into a shot, and then they do a slow zoom out, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a total kind of pinup, uh, right. pinup girl. Yeah, they they've got her. Um, and uh, right away, and you know, this film is not. Well, films. Uh, let me say they they show so the, one of these uh, airdrop planes gets shot down, and they sort of intercut footage that they shooting for the film with like archival footage of like you know chaos and people running around looking for food and stuff. And some of these shots are like real famous, you know that if you are familiar with like some of the archival Vietnam War era footage, um, you you'll recognize some of the shots. Um, and so I thought that was interesting that. You know, they're sort of chopping in actual footage. Yeah, it, it reminded me of like a, it's not like a current, it's a, you know, it's 50, it's three years after the, the event it's supposed to be depicting. Like this is also yeah. a current event yeah. kind of movie, right? So, so that, yeah, that news footage would be, would be very au courant for the, uh, 
for them for them to be showing there. Um, yeah, so so we learned we learned some things about uh, um, uh, Lucky Legs, uh, Leah. Her introduction is so great. Like when she's talking to this uh, legionnaire. So yeah, she just is talking to this, you know, French legionnaire, some kind of commander. I guess we're not sure, um, you know. And he says essentially to her, like right off the bat, like, "All right, look, look, I know you're like lit drunk all the time, but just try to keep it together for about fifteen seconds and listen to me, all right? Because I got something to say." Um, they, 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 they like this with not a lot of subtlety, just constantly like, in case you forgot, like she likes the drink and she and and she likes the men. Yeah, yeah. she likes the men, and she's constantly drunk, but she. But her character doesn't really not no doesn't act drunk at all no like but um she's a little she's a little surly as I would be too, but um yeah let's uh <laughs> let's hear some of the let's hear some of the conversation about uh so so the the weapons depot that they mentioned in the beginning like this will become the one of the plot lines they're trying right. to find where these are and, and so, she has some intel into this yeah. Because she's smuggling the booze constantly, right? Um, and she uh, yeah. she knows really well a lot of the people along that trade route, yeah, including Major Chom. Okay, here we go. My business with the major is strictly my business. We are interested in the major because he is the lock to the dump, and you are the only key that can open him up. This isn't my war. You are part Chinese. Uh, I'm a little of everything, and. A lot of nothing. The Chinese say I'm this. The French say I'm that. The Americans say I'm... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you and the hammer and sickle boys can go fight it out among yourselves. <laughs> When the dump is blown, there should be a chance yeah, reaction yeah, for the whole area. She's easily the most sympathetic character <laughs> in this and kind of mm-hmm. kind of a voice of reason. Um, but, you know, yeah. the, the, her a, a major feature will become the her um, her ethnicity... Or multiple ethnicities, um, and mm-hmm. and her son, mm-hmm. uh, and so this becomes a, a, you know, a window into you know the kind of um, her 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 trying to navigate this multi ethnic space will be will be a, a big part of kind of her her character's role in this in this uh, in this yeah. Thing. So she they offer her five grand and a new bar because her old bar <laughs> got blown up. Uh, if she'll help them on the mission, she says, you know, the only thing she wants is uh, to go to America with her son. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, it says, quote from the film, his eyes are a cross he has to carry. But in America, I think that cross will be lighter. And my question is, <laughs> has she ever been to America before? <laughs> she <laughs> because, hasn't. In- <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, because... Um, it is the mid fifties. It is still like Jim yeah. Crow Central. The Japanese all, Americans were just interned not long before yeah, this. For all intents and purposes, the Chinese Exclusionary Act is still in effect. Yeah. Which lasts until the sixties, you know. Um you know, technically in the forties during the war it, it changes, but you know, for all intents and purposes it doesn't. Um uh yeah, so I think this is this you know, the script is obviously writing to an American audience that sees itself as this exceptional nation, this, you know, the shiny beacon on the hill, the the place where more woke. We, you know, the yeah, the melting pot. Of course we welcome everybody and we we treat everyone equal like <laughs> yeah. Um you know, in reality, that's not really exactly the case. 
Well, I mean, this this uh, for for our listeners who might be saying, and, I, and I'll ask you that why why listen to why watch a film like this? This film is it says like some straight up racism mm-hmm. in it. Some pretty some pretty offensive characterizations. Um, so, it does it does push back against some racism too. Yeah. But, so ta- cause, so yeah. so as a historian, what do you what do we get out of something like? Okay. This? So for me, what's most interesting to me about it is is that it is a snapshot of the of nineteen fifties United States. Yeah. If you um, as a historians were interesting in the way people actually were thinking and processing the world in in a, in a particular time and place. Right. right. And so, so if you just think about it, this is a major motion picture that is normative, presenting a sort of a normative view of mixed race people as completely outsiders, completely, you know, mm-hmm. outcast, and um, and that's and, and totally fine with that, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's an it's a it's an important like almost it's an artifact really mm-hmm. for thinking like oh yeah 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 that we we get that like you know yeah. no one is raising a stink about this. it's interesting that they're talking about. You know these these issues. Um, I mean, we haven't we haven't met the father yet, um, and he is. Uh, oh, we will. Let's just say problematic would be putting it are, lightly. Are you ready to meet Father uh, of the Year, uh, Rock Matt? <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't want to. I don't understand. I I thought it would be a wonderful reunion for both of you on this job. It so she just slapped more this pleasure. guy that he introduced her to. By the way, and you here. you live together in Saigon, and what happened? We just didn't live together, Colonel. We were married in church. Oh, you could have bought her for thirty dollars for two years as a government registered wife. That's right. Apparently, did she find you with another woman? Is is that why she slapped you? No. I what? Oh, that happens every day in this part of the world. Oh yes, it could have been worse. It is now. What do you mean? He told me her father was Caucasian and her mother Chinese. But who'd ever take her for Chinese, even half Chinese? One thing I always wanted was a kid. We wanted the baby born in America. Just didn't work out that way. Baby was born in Saigon. The doctor phoned me. I ran. I ran all the way to the hospital. I don't think it's going to end well. Oh, my baby. Bomb it. I walked. Why? It was Chinese. What did you expect? A notarized guarantee that the baby would be born with eyes aimed your way? Do you know why she volunteered to go okay. on this mission? Gives you a little flavor. Yeah. Of- yeah. Of, so, of Brock. Um, so he bails because the kid looks Asian uh, and goes to uh, meet up with Richard Spencer in Charlottesville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I get the, you know, one, one, one subtle pushback of, of the movie you raised is that um, everyone thinks Brock is an asshole. Correct. Yeah. That is a quite a theme of the film. He does not have many friends. Yeah, um, they you know there there's a meeting with where he, so they bring him in like oh convince Leah to come help us on this mission. She slaps him and you know you you find out maybe why she's not so fond of him. Then he goes to a priest in the next scene to try to like hey, let's uh, maybe you can talk to her. And the priest is like you're a dick. You're such a douchebag. Um, <laughs> and he also though 
essentially blames him for her becoming what we now refer to, well, or what many people in the film refer to as lucky legs. Right, He right. essentially it's, blames him for turning her into, like, a booze-dealing prostitute. Yeah, and so, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, again, it's, it's not a strong enough pushback of the, for, that we, we might like for our 2021 taste, but this film was made in 1957. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, it's, it, this is an interest, maybe an interesting kind of, uh, for the more progressive watcher, like, oh, yeah, but we don't like that guy. Everyone, everyone feels that way about ethnic minorities, but, but, um, we, yeah, we, yeah. But, I mean, Brock's not the hero. No, he, he's, uh, he is not. Um, then, uh, you know, if you, if you didn't, if you didn't, um, dislike Brock enough, um, he goes on to talk about his son's appearance, um, as as Matt pointed out, right in front of him. <laughs> Kid's right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, I can hear you. So her legs are on the table. Uh, little boy is in the, his son is in the background. Shouldn't have slapped you. I should have shot you. But your army would have tossed me in prison. Your son over there. This yeah, adorable, smiling little boy. Could be scrounging garbage like a rat. Take a good look at him, Brock. You didn't have time when he was born, remember? I saw his eyes. I got sick inside. So ugly. Chinese all the way down the line. First time I met you, you said children should be seen, not had. Should have done what you preached. Okay. So, yeah, that is, um, (laughs) comes in, immediately starts saying a bunch of racist shit about his own son, right in front of the son, to hurt the mom. And, I mean, you know, I I just... It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. (laughs) Matt's got the ox cable. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Uh, That was from Dodgeball. Okay. That is a bold. That is a bold strategy. Um, yeah, and and for, this is for a woman. He's he's trying to woo into helping on this very dangerous mission, mind you. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, luckily, luckily, we're treated to Mister Nat King Cole, um, who who again is maybe a high point in the movie for sure. Um, he's got a great hat too, man. He's got the. French Legion, like yeah. like kind of the Aussie style mm-hmm. cowboy hat, pulling up a side. I need to get me one of those. Um, <laughs> hey, you just got to sign up. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll skip that. But um, he's a, he's another World War II vet and, and, and Kore- Korea, yeah. Korean War vet, and he's uh, just walking along singing, just like people do, you know. In yeah, as in one war zones. as one does. Um, but he's like playing with Leah Lucky Legs, Leah's son. He's, uh, we don't ever learn his name, I don't think. Um, but he's, he's kind. I mean, you know, there, there are some of these tropes about sort of the, sort of the African, African American, like older, wiser, sort of, you know, magical person in, in movies. And it's, it's not super heavily, um, geared that way, uh, for him, but there's, there's maybe a little of that. Um, I think he's, uh, the conscience uh, that maybe Brock should have, like he—he's the the angel on Brock's shoulder, sort of thing. Like, yeah, 
whispering and you know whispering things to him about about what what the right thing to do is which he literally does dad. later in the film um but i think just his presence and like being there with the kid interacting with the kid uh and the dog who's not been eaten um still still there um <laughs> oh, god uh, and yeah so that i think that's kind of how i took you know his sort of character the uh there's there's we go on to so they they convince her and then the platoon is um they're, they're, they're she get, comes and meets the like there's like eight guys or something. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's a very A team kind of like planning the roll call, the, <laughs> planning the heist. Jimmy Joe and uh, explosives. Jack, yeah, yeah, here, right, right, right. What do you do? Yeah, I've got the grease gun. Right. Yeah, they go down the line about sort of Matt King Cole singing. Right, like everyone, like describe your thing, and then right, and then they they make this so ham fisted like. Um, now we got these primers, and we got these explosive. Like this just is a like, huge eye roll for me. They're just constantly like, okay, so we're going to say this a hundred times. Chekhov's gun, like these primers, watch out because these might play. I wonder if these will play a big role in the movie. They, they her out. Yeah, it's like uh, so. I've got a hundred. I'm going to split them up into fifty fifty. Who wants to carry them? Who wants to carry one? <laughs> like, and. and it, <laughs> they're like in this tiny little box. Like, it's like, it's not that, like, why can't you just carry all hundred? Like, I don't, you know, it's not that big a deal, but, um, and so Goldie, that Nat, Nat King Cole's character's name, Goldie, he, he agrees to carry. Yeah. You know, so I he, mean, to me, the whole primer igniter thing was, that sounds kind of dumb, 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 dumb. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good callback. <laughs> South park. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was so, it was unnecessary too, because it was just, it was such a, like a... No, it's dumb. It's so dumb. And like, right. later in the film, when it comes back, it's dumb. So it's... Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and then, and then, um, and then we're quickly, we're in the field suddenly with the, the mission is deployed and they're hiding on Lucky's boat. And she's, she's running, right. she's run. it's basically eastbound and down. She's running booze. Yeah, um, heavily fortified dock, but they like pull up, pull up the mines. It's lucky she's probably got alcohol, and she'll show us her boobs. Like every, yeah, every like, everywhere she goes, like they're even like right, right as she's coming up there, I was like Leah. There's a hundred yeah. people. Like it's like really Norm yeah. from Cheers situation. Every time she, <laughs> every room she walks into, uh, yeah, they they um, she's got she's got their hearts, um, and their livers in her hand, um. The one guy that she's talking to kind of the most in this scene is, you know, he's kind of d- doing that, like, maniacal laughing and then, like, <laughs> spilling the, like, alcohol yeah, all yeah. over, like, his face and stuff. <laughs> and, like, it, it was just like, I, 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 I don't even know. It was just bad. I kept thinking, so, so, you're, you're, so you're in this remote, um, you know, checkpoint and alcohol seems, like, really rare. Really you're going to be, like, slobbering that all over your face. Like, you know, he's just like. No, you got to conserve, baby. Like, like, he just won the, you know, the, the <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. He's spraying just... it all over. Like, um, Right. <laughs> yeah, that, did, that, didn't, that didn't compute. Um, she shows up with a bolt full of alcohol. The American soldier the, and, the, and then the French the, are hiding below deck. Um, and then retreated to some stock footage of what has to be, like, Thai Theravada temples. Like, <sighs> definitely not Vietnam. We'll see some real. Pan Asian, yeah. um, the, all these scenes that are in the oh, uh, you know jungle are 
on like pieces of paper, like, you know, leaves or like, yeah. and like, like it, they, they went to a national geographic and said like, is this Asia? Okay. I don't need to know where in Asia, but just, is it an ancient temple? Is it a, is it something Asian ish looking? We plan on playing a gong in the background. Would that right. work? Do you There's going to be a um, gong. There's going to be a, you know, a big, a big, uh, uh, Singa, um, you know, there's there's not um, there's not a lot of salty. <laughs> we'll we'll see the the Bayon in Angkor Wat will somehow make an appearance. Guest, the guest, uh, special guest, guest, special guest. Yeah, I mean, it's a big it's a big name. Um, yeah, we learned about so we learned about Goldie um, liberating some concentration Who was Nat, camps. Nat King Cole. Nat King yeah. Cole. Yeah. So uh, you did some you did some snooping around. I just did some double you? checking. I like yeah. okay, so they um, he says it was at um, Falkenau in Czechoslovakia liberated a camp during World War II, and I wanted to just double check that. So I did double check it. Okay, and fact check true. Liberated by the First Division, May 6, nineteen forty five. Okay, my okay. question though is the. Military was still segregated during first, World War first II. division. Yeah, so I could not find. I, I, you know, if you listener hit me up at Napalm Podcast, uh, yeah, I could not find anything about African Americans serving in the first division, and the Army ninety second division was African American. Um, They're primarily in Italy, but that's not in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so I'm going to give this a half. I'll go half true on this. Right. It probably wasn't his division. Um, but they, he, I think he's a stand in for some of the, like you said, I think you're right. This is for, for of a conscience. So he's, he, he liberates the, their Russian um, prisoners of war. In right. This camp, right. And, and then I think so. one, one of the yeah. soldiers is like, I can't believe you let out some of them. Kami uh, vodka drinking. There's some like, yeah. like, you know, just Russian slurs, um, and they're like, uh, well, I, you know, I didn't, they were our friends back then, you know, so right. this is pre-Cold War. Um, right, and then they say, uh, who who are our friends, like, referencing now, and and somebody's like, well, we know America is our friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it's like, well, yeah, the war does cost a lot, so yeah, basically, I mean, the United States is paying for three quarters of it, right, at this point in 54? Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, the American advisors, American uh, uh, funds will will mm-hmm. uh, heavily subsidize um, uh, the French efforts in Indochina. There's lots of stupid talk about like fake ethnic minority. Like this is real kind of like um, you know jungle people kind of bullshit. Um, you know, made up like Jungle Cruise, bone in the nose like people. Like there's not they're they're not talking about I mean initially I thought are they talking about Hmong are they trying to like I don't think they're even that like it's the the Moy they're saying um, oh is this like the mocking of like the ancestor worship yeah part? Yeah, yeah right right mm-hmm. and so so they're like again like some compendium of random like things they read about India and China and yeah. like just you know rolled together yeah. like the worst cliches yeah Lucky says um, right around that same time uh, that the Vietnamese are like children who like to play soldier with uh, red stars on their hats and that the Vietnamese will sell out their friends and their families. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're essentially, yeah. yeah, we're, we're like infantilizing them. We are, we are, you know, in all respects, like diminishing Vietnamese as like humans. 
Um, Which you can still see, like, in the 50s or so, this was still right up until the U.S. is withdrawing, you know, from the from the top of its embassy. It, like, the, this, this disbelief that um, this superiority narrative that the U.S. had fed itself was actually not true. And, you know, the, it's getting its ass handed to it yeah. by a superior fighting force. Um, and so that that's even more, uh, you know, uh, true. And then the, the French... Um, uh, would would fall prey to that that invincibility myth um, pretty soon pretty soon in Indochina no spoilers but um, yeah what what but what uh, Goldie says is what I started out to do in Korea I didn't finish finish still a lot of live commies around yeah so, yeah. so there there was again that that kind of just generic characterization of these bad the most evil you know mm-hmm. satanic panic. <laughs> Right, it was uh, was all about those commies. Um, Would this be a good time to just fill in a little bit of the backstory on, I guess, like what's going on between World War II and 1954 in Vietnam? Yeah, I think this is. Um, so the movie's taking place in 1954. We don't have a date or anything, unless both of us missed it. We we did not catch a date. So, but that's that's a decent. Uh, yeah, you know that narrows it in a bit, but. Um, you know, after World War II, you know, Ho Chi Minh has declared uh, independence, 1945, September 2nd, um, and the next year... He cites chapter and verse, the, right, uh, the Declaration, United States Declaration of Independence. Declaration of independence. Um, OSS officers were there uh, yeah. at the time, cheering behind him. Uh, anyways, <laughs> slight diversion. Um, First Indochina War begins the next year, 1946. Um, there are some negotiations that fail between the Viet Minh and France and the United States goes in with France. Uh, it supports France. Um, they, it again has to do with this idea of anti-communism, um, not wanting communism to, to spread to Vietnam. Um, so they have those goals in common. Uh, and you know, there's also a lot of considerations for what's happening in, in, uh, Europe to post-war. Um, and, 1950, the United States is supplying France in its war, and by 54, the United States is playing, paying for 75% of it. Um, the French commander uh, is Raoul Salan, uh, and the United States did not think highly of how he was handling things in Vietnam. thought he was essentially blowing it, that he was blowing France's chance of victory. Um, France did not create a one one reason that the United States is critical is that there's no like indigenous army that France creates like at the end they kind of start to but it's like you know that right. that point's too late um, Henri Navarre replaced Salon in 53 um, and the Navarre plan named after Navarre um, is essentially a major offensive to put it real like real broadly a uh, major offensive in the north and then work to build up sympathetic French excuse me Vietnamese forces um, and so that's what's bringing us to the north. What's bringing a lot of these French forces into the north? Um, most most of the fighting is concentrated in the north throughout the war. Not all of it, but um, a great deal of it is. The so essentially what the French government wants to do is stabilize the situation as best as possible, because they know that Geneva is coming up that summer, and they want to be able to negotiate favorable terms for a settlement. Um, 
so military victory is not the objective of, of France by the time you kind of flip the calendar to 1954. Uh, and so one of those things that France does as part of this plan, put major concentration forces at Dien Bien Phu. This is in northwest Vietnam, kind of, you know, it's kind of this hilly, you know, sort of mountainy, rugged area. Um, there's roughly 15,000 there. Some are French Foreign Legion. Uh, and this is sort of adjacent to significant supply routes that the communists are using uh, there on the border between Laos and Vietnam. And the goal is let's lure the Vietnamese into a major battle. And that works. Um, I was showing Eric some, some of the overhead uh, views of Dien Bien Phu. Um, yeah. One of the, so the one shot was like December 1953, and the next shot was three months later. And it was unrecognizable just the amount of work that France did to like transform this place from like you the know, earthenworks, the fortifications, yeah. the yeah, just trenches and and um, uh, ammo dumps and runways and everything. And you know, so they're turning this kind of like jungle area or sort of you know. Yeah, wasn't it's not super jungly like these, some of it, but, but these, um, these sort of like pl- plains, yeah. plains on the like kind of on the hills of this valley. Of, yeah, of, yeah. valley is a good word. I should have used it. Um, anyways, General Jop, uh, commanding Vietnamese Vietnamese forces, takes the bait essentially. Attacks uh, Dien Bien Phu, considered really one of the greatest military strategists of the 20th century, and they they use trenches. They infiltrate the camp at Dien Bien Phu with trenches. Uh, heavy artillery bombardments from they, these they they lug their artillery. they lug their weapons up yeah. the hill, which the French don't think they can do. Right, it's they amazing. The high ground, yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, um, so Dien Bien Phu results in a defeat, and so we are figuring that this film is sort of taking place, you know, probably that spring, like you know, similar time frame. Um, and so yeah, that's just a little bit of uh, background to what is kind of going on yeah i mean it, and you're you know you think like so the the, the french console is like um is a keen ear to this and like the you know the the war department the state department is um uh, i should say is probably also like this is a bit of i'm sure they're happy with a bit of this propaganda like hey you know we may be taking over this mantle from the mm-hmm. from the french let's let's educate our public in uh, this this place and what's going on, the, the, the evils that exist there. To, yeah. That, that we can Maybe eliminate. we, we should have dropped the bomb, you know, which was uh, considered, uh, yeah. And not, not obviously was not used, but, uh, yeah, was considered to be used, um, to help out France at San Bien Phu. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, a stunning, dramatic loss for France and, you know, it is, it's the end of the war essentially for them. Um, they're, of their power position there, yeah, um, and it will right. forever change. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a weird, like, a dumb dream sequence in here. Yeah, I was confused for you know, like, ten seconds. Like, yeah. So what? there's there's like a there's like a Russian soldier. Well, what, what's one thing that's bad about another thing that's bad about this movie is that because there's they're using like the same you know Western European actors to play. Americans to play Vietnamese to play Chinese to play like everyone in between that like so this guy shows up and I'm like with a hat on the star I'm like is he supposed to be Chinese is he supposed to be Vietnamese is he we find out he's Russian um but it's a nightmare don't get too scared Matt um it's just a nightmare 
that one of the Hungarian soldiers in the French Foreign Legion right. is. Who is I was also not clear was Hungarian initially either. So like, yeah, no, right. They had to like ex. The, the, the position they yeah. have to like, and but like what's weird is so that's the Russian soldier, and then he starts punching the right, and then the and then it's Goldie Gold the the Nat King Cole is that was the person that this guy was having a you know a, a nightmare um uh vision thought was the right maybe that was just his excuse he just didn't like that <laughs> yeah right, right like, uh, it, was, it was a d- dream was yeah that's right uh yeah and one hilarious thing and this will happen again in the movie is they just very casually decide like oh we got to kill this guy right <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so crazy <laughs> just like they're all they're, they're, no one really thinks like yeah I guess we have to just kill him because yeah. we can't take him we can't leave him we here. can't trust him to to take naps anymore obviously yeah so. yeah he can't take it and so there's a there's a day <laughs> of execution but the ease at which everyone's like all right like we got to kill him who wants to kill him like all right it's so but they're like yeah well Brock it was your idea you uh, your idea so you have to kill him and. Uh, He's like, no, you, you kill him. <laughs> yeah. But, but. And, uh, so the Hungarian guy's like, okay, no, 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 it's cool. Oh, I, I won't sleep anymore. I promise. And then Brock's like, all right, yeah, you better not, you know. And so. And then, and then Nat's like, you should take a sleeping pill. <laughs> like, well, was that a veiled threat? What is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a, a terrible scene, but it was hilarious. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. There, there's lots of. Uh, there's lots of going through fake jungle that's even in the... Lucky's know. on point a lot, I noticed, uh, when they're... Which, you yeah. know, she has no weapons. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, because when she every corner she walks around... Everyone's like, every, oh, I've, hey, I've, 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 I've hit that. Hey, like, yeah, 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 hey, yeah. where's my booze? Right. Yeah, yeah, so... Where's um, the cognac? This happens, like, ten times. We're not exaggerating. Um, they, somehow, in northern Vietnam... They're going past the Bayon Temple in in Angkor, uh, the famous the faces. Um, I had to stop and like like look up <laughs> online the like wait 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 is this movie taking place in Cambodia that I just missed it the whole time right, like is this I some, like, like backdoor yeah, like I was, route to I was really had to double check that and I, no. I should have just trusted myself being like no nope, these people are just no, don't Sim know Rip, what they're Sim talking about is no it's nowhere near. Uh, um, uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they're literal. It's like a screen of yeah. I think it's Bayon, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that they're just kind of like walking in front of like with some house plants that are there. The yeah, jungle. you know, Batambong is really near <laughs> northern <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, they're sneaking. Like it's like if you tiptoe past the checkpoints, you won't set off the bombs. And <laughs> like, oopsie daisy, they're setting off the bombs. Yeah, there's lots of stumbling, mumbling, rumbling. Um, you know, Brock and Lucky rekindle their romance almost. Um, he's the, you know, again, his real a- assholeness um, comes out. He uh, oh, the thing with the guard tower oh, when yeah. uh, she, they're like, oh, "There's a guard tower there. We need to like I mean, take that guy out." And uh, I told you up there. And, the and Brock <laughs> says to Lucky, "Like, you've been up there before?" And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Alone?" She's like, "Yes." And it's like, God, you're like getting all like butthurt about her. Right. And then you, it's like you bailed you on bailed her. You bailed on her. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. so many times. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Brock Brock didn't want Lucky. Brock just wanted to get Lucky. Ayo. Um, so here's, uh, let's listen to um, this asshole talk about um, what Lucky fears for their child. I could have lied. Filled your head with lies. I could have said that. Oh, I here, hold, hold on. <laughs> this is states with me. 
after the guard tower scene, yeah, Brock goes up there because uh, like, and kills make a life and, together. and kills the guy. <laughs> yeah, and and Lucky says she wants to, you know, oh Brock, um, I I I love you. Like move, let's move to America. And he's like, I'm just. Here, I'm just here for the sex, actually. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where he just wanted to get lucky. And so she gets mad at him, and then we get the next scene. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, what a dickhead. But I didn't mean. I didn't. I when I, I can't feel anything for him. <sighs> You mean, He's talking about his son. You mean even now, after you've seen him, you feel nothing? Yeah, she says, <laughs> I just want him to die. You're the only person that ever made me feel ashamed. Ashamed of my mother, my race, myself. I know I'm different. I know the difference between me and my sisters and my cousins. But I never felt ashamed of it. There's some recognition of. I told of you he might look Chinese, didn't I? The racial problems. It's you said interesting. It wouldn't make any difference as long as the baby were healthy, didn't you? Yeah. But it's different when it really happens to you. <laughs> I never figured it'd be such a one-sided birth. <laughs> oh Jesus! God. There's nothing. No, there's nothing Brock about him, except half his Thank blood. Thank God. Otherwise, he's like millions of Chinese babies. I don't want him wearing a grenade when he's 10. I don't want him carrying a gun when he's 15. That's what they do. I don't want him killed or made into a communist. All right. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. I just want to point out, like, he begins that conversation by going up to Lucky and saying, like, Lucky, Lucky, look, I know you're mad about last night, but, like, really, I should be applauded for... Um, being honest about how I don't want to have anything to do with my own son and just wanted to have sex with you last night. Right. I, I was honest, right? Yeah. Like, so like, I, that should be bonus points for me, really. I could have lied to you, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, he's trying to, like, I guess you get some random points. You're still the biggest asshole on the planet. Like, <laughs> oh, um, Here, let's back up real quick, because right before that is when um, Brock is talking to the French Foreign Legion guy, and Brock's like... What's everybody talking about? You know, <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, they're all talking about how you're an asshole and they hate you. And, <laughs> and Brock's like, oh, really? And then yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And then we get the some other guy, like Eric and I were talking about this. We couldn't tell if he like we. I I thought the same thing that he got stabbed by somebody, but he just kind of like falls off this small hill <laughs> and rolls down it. And he breaks his neck. <laughs> or his back. Or his back. Right. And then he's laying there, and th- this this whole thing was great. I got. Uh, um, <laughs> he starts off in his in his death scene by he's going with, I'm a big fan of Lucky. Just wanted to get that on record. Okay, <laughs> really like her. Like what she's doing a lot. Okay. My wife, on the other hand, totally crazy, totally nuts. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then he goes. It's the weirdest. Uh, so, sorry, it's sorry, it's taking me so long to die, everybody, and uh, it's been thirty seconds, maybe. Yeah, like, the, so and, and like, it's just his really... back broken. It's not. They're like, they're like, and and, and again, everyone's a cavalier. Like, I guess we got to kill him, right? <laughs> well, he's like, sorry, it's taking me so long to die. It's been thirty seconds, and then Brock helpfully says, "We're in no hurry," <laughs> and then immediately after he says that, he dies. So, um, 
I, I, yeah, I, I guess if you were supposed to feel that the mission's very dangerous because you might stumble down a hill yeah. by accident and break your back and die, but, um, all right, anyway, sorry. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's really, uh, it was, it was one of my favorite scenes of the film. Sorry, I'm taking so long. <laughs> sorry, I'm taking so long to die. No, we're not, we're in no hurry. We're just going to stand here and watch. 15 seconds yeah. later. Yeah, um, the, you know, there's, there's like the, at some point, the patrol gets ambushed. They're casual. Well, they're chatting. Like, they're having this loud, loud discussion in the middle of the night. First of all, yeah. all of Brock's and Lucky's, like, heartfelt discussions about their sex life or about the kid are just, like, the other guys are just, like, hanging out, like, right there. And yep. these other guys are just talking about, like, oh, you know, when I was in France. It's on a soundstage about the size of this room, yeah. really, the whole movie. They're just <laughs> talking. Like, they're not whispering. They're just chatting it up in the jungle. And I wrote in my notes right here, seems to be a lot of talking among the men. Isn't this a covert mission, question mark? And then I might I turn the page to start a new page of notes. And then I have, oh, whoops, guy that was yapping is machine gunned. <laughs> So just yeah. what I was thinking was going to happen, happened. Right, like, like, shut up. Why are you talking so much? They're being kind of cavalier, like, yeah. Oh, so so there's some firefights, um, and then and then uh, we finally make it to Major Tom's HQ. Well, why did he put the igniters down, Brock? Remember, he, like, set uh, them down during the firefight, but, like, I didn't know why he was doing the that. Camera, well, he did so that the camera could zoom into, like, in case you were a fucking idiot, these igniters <laughs> are going to play a role later, so, like, we're going to zoom in on it and show, like, it was just a But why did this. he put them down? He could he just kept them in his backpack. They weigh, like, half a pound. I think he's worried he's going to get shot and they blow up or something. I don't know. But they do blow up in that scene because they get <laughs> shot. <laughs> he, well, they didn't blow up on him, though. No, but they blew a bunch of other things up. So, uh... <laughs> uh once again, the friggin' igniter primer nonsense was yeah. dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah, um... And so, so finally, we're in the good, bad, and the ugly headquarters. Uh, Leo Van Cleef, uh, Major Chom. Um, yeah, he, uh, I, I, spoiler, he's not, in fact, Asian. He's, uh, I think, Van Cleef. He's is, a cowboy. He's Dutch, uh, French. Uh, like, he's not, he's not at all, but that doesn't, it's 1957. This doesn't stop them. Um, like everywhere else in the movie, there's like, Stalin, Mao, Ho, like you know, pictures. Yeah, and and there was some of that that was real. Sure, and obviously mm -hmm. in the, but they're really trying. Well, to, yeah, especially pre. Well, when Stalin died, fifty three. They're really trying so, to beat the cult of personality stuff in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the de-Stalinization happen does happen, but I mean, right. fifty four. They probably wouldn't have. But these are the, these to, are the provinces, so there may be. Not, they didn't yeah, get the yeah. news yet. The memo, the, the memo yeah. to take down the Stalin portrait. Um. And so, uh, well, let's hear, uh, so Lucky is like, like she, everywhere she goes, hey, you know, she's. Oh, I know you. Yeah. 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 And uh, here, let's, let's hear what she has to say when she's uh, meeting Major Chom. I thought you were getting rid of all the monks. I changed my mind. Okay. The listener can't, can't see this, but <laughs> there's a. There's a large woman like that looks to be Eastern European who is giving him an angry massage uh, during this entire scene. And it's the weirdest, like, you're, you're asking us to buy that he's Asian, but that she's Asian? Yeah. Like, it is just like, oh, <laughs> it's the... I, I, I let them wander around the temple grounds. Looks more peaceful from the air. Those French pilots are as stupid as the Americans were in the other war. They don't bomb temples or churches. <laughs> 
That's why we will win all of Asia. Uh, we bomb everything. Why here, Chan? Okay. All right. All right. So, okay, so, yeah. so, the, so, Matt, is that is that what's the what's the truth rating on that one? Um, Americans are dumb because they're too peaceful in war and don't bomb civilians. Essentially, is the point he's making. So they're not doing um, things like dropping napalm or indiscriminately yeah, firebombing Dresden, um, <laughs> Tokyo. Yeah, uh, Cambodia, Hiroshima, Nagasaki. <laughs> I mean, what the the. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, or dropping more ordnance than in all of World War II combined yeah. on, you know, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam. Like, mm-hmm. insane numbers. Of, insane numbers. Yeah. Right, right. And like, you're going to see this, like, through history. 2.4 like, million tons of ordnance. Yeah. Like, come Civilian on. Civilian deaths go up proportionally to, like, soldier, <sighs> soldiers' deaths in wars throughout the 20th century because qu- wars are getting, quote-unquote, smarter. So they're, you know, able to you know, protect their soldiers better, but uh, part of the other side of that coin is that m- more civilians are killed through air power, through bombing, um, mostly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, and that, again, that myth that, like, you know, this is telling America, you know, we are better, we're not... Right. We're not like those evil communists who would just kill anyone. Like, right. <laughs> we're going to win the war because we, uh, we, we, we bomb everybody, really. You know, that's is what Chom <laughs> is saying. Like, <laughs> and... This is not to say that, like, the Viet Minh or, or what would become North Vietnamese, like, did not attack, bomb, sure. torture, Wars, kill hell. civilians. They definitely did. But to say that... To, to, we were better because we don't at all. To write a script that the United States doesn't do it is just... Come on. It's just It's ridiculous. a little jaw-dropping. Um there's All a bit. Right. There's a bit of. There's a bit of. I wanted to get this clip of uh, where they talk about Ho Chi Minh here. They're obviously like seeding some uh, future info. Your children. He's going to take you to America. There's a wonderful man, Leo. One of the brightest in all the world. Ho Chi Minh. He who enlightens. He speaks five languages. I speak seven. I like that little that little weird, as my kids would say, weird flex at the end. Yeah, like, I had slight dig in my notes also, like, eh, five? Well, that's, that, yeah, I guess that's impressive. I mean, I speak seven, but. Yeah, like, um, you, know, you know, I guess he's, he's you know, it's fine. Um, so he wants her to bring her son there and live with him, essentially, is what, what he is proposing. And, you know, you'll be safe here. You're not going to live under the bomb. And we're, I'm going to prepare the, your son to follow me in my footsteps of, <clears> of <throat> like, leadership because he you know it seems like he thinks he's like on the path to god can we just watch the jeffersons instead of this yeah so so he thinks he's headed to the big time like uh in the world of communism uh Right. Oh, he's, getting, I'm, no, he's, I'm, he's, he's got from AAA I'm, to the I'm big leagues. Due now. for that raise, you know, like, yeah, it's yeah. coming. Uh, it's like, right, well, they're big promotion. Up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, so there's uh, there's that. Um, oh, you know. Uh, the, the tour. Okay, this is just so. <sighs> Should I show you where Arsenal is? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, like, like the worst, like, you know, even, even people you trust it. Like, I would say, like. I have a loved one. I'm not going to show them just so that if they're like captured or something, they're, it's, it's, it's a liability for them to like, you know, but like, like it was, it's such a, yeah. 
Let's let's give her the tour of the hidden tunnel where all the munitions that she is looking in, for in five are. minutes of the meeting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and still and still, Brock's like, "How long were you up there?" Like he's still like a little butthurt. Like oh, and uh, again, they talk mm-hmm. about killing civilians again in the tunnel. Uh, she says it's like butchery, and he says, "Call it butchery when it's all over. They'll call it virtue." Uh, yeah. So they're looking at the tunnel arsenal. Um, Brock and Leah reconcile, and you know that like okay. One or both of them are going to die because they're really playing this up. Like, um, uh, and uh, in one of the, the the I love the child now. Like, to me, I'm like, okay, where the where the hell did that come from? Because uh, you have shown no at yeah. all. This is just far you, too convenient. Open hate and racism towards yeah. that poor child. Yeah, like I think the last time you were on screen, you were talking about how <laughs> your child sucks and you I want just, nothing to do. With I him. just can't get any feelings for him. Yeah. Um, um, so either like Lucky is like the most gullible person ever, and just like, <laughs> oh, he's changed, hasn't he? Uh, I, I, or uh, the, the the next the and then oh the oh, se- <laughs> and she says, oh Brock, I never divorced you anyway, and he's like, oh, we're still married. Yeah, oh my god, oh my god, it's so great. I love you. Oh, I know. Yeah, I want them to both die. Then. And everyone's um, just once again standing around and watching <clears throat> them do this. Like, yeah, well, well, well <laughs> like time is of the essence. The, the the clock is ticking. Um, All right, give give us the recap of the sneaking into the compound oh, where uh, with with Lucky once again doing her famous Lucky things. Uh, lucky Lucky um, Lucky pops into the you know the <clears throat> where the soldiers are and they're like, oh Lucky, and then she's all like. Hey, you guys! Like, let me tell you about something that the major said, and like, and then, and then, you, you two are the best two soldiers on this battalion. And then, getting it, would you turn and look that way? Soldiers <laughs> walk up behind you, stab, 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 like violently stab them in the back. This happens like again and again. Lucky's like, hey, look over there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It is. Uh, it's it's comical because it's so crazy. Like. Um, Hey man, she's just got that thing going on that that you know it's 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 hard yeah. to, it's hard to resist. She's completely unfazed. Um, and then uh, Chom, but but yeah, Chom gets a phone call. They're back together. Well, no, yeah, she yeah, so is, she is caught by him. Yeah, so so they well so we should say that so the then finally the stupid fucking major ig- ig- um, ignition the 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 explosives uh, they're they're they plant them in the depot. After they kill, the, after they kill them, and they, they run sort of line out to the where they're going to blow it up from a safe distance, blow up all that they find the cave full of weapons, and they're going right. to bombs. They're going to blow it to smithereens. Right, but Lucky is distracting several guards in there. Like, who wants a peep show? Who wants a peep show? And <laughs> they're all like, "We do, we do." <laughs> and and then Major Chom comes in. It's like Lucky, uh. Boy, you must want to marry me now because you're back or whatever. And she's like, "Oh, haha, great!" So she can't get out, right? With right. the other guys, with the other the French Foreign Legion dudes. Right. So she gets up, and then Chom gets a phone call, and they're like, "What's that you say?" Um, and uh, and they've discovered the bomb. They've discovered the explosives that are going to blow up the munitions. Right. And she and basically so just goes, up. "Yep, totally true. I did it." Uh, like I'm like. You don't even. Where, where's your story? Like, lie. Like, come up with yeah, something. Like, like, oh my god, really? That's horrible. I wonder who did that. Like, yeah. She, so she, she walks. <laughs> she out doesn't to, do anything. But she 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 walks out to the balcony, like pensively looking out over the hills, like over, over to the China Gate, like. And he goes, well, <laughs> "Why did you do it?" She is. He's sitting up on the railing. So my son can go to America. And then. Yeah. 
Did she she sort of karate move, karate move, boom. She pushes, just shoves him off the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh That yeah. was cool. Yeah, no, she she kills him. Um and then uh she rinse back. They're they're, try, they're trying to they're trying to blow up the depot and the, the soldiers have discovered it, so they've disconnected the bombs. Right. And so so Lucky runs down and smacks that igniter. Killing herself, sacrificing, sacrificing, and blowing up the entire um, d- uh, ammunition depot in the process. Um, you know, then it's 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 rough going. We got several men down. They're down to three guys. There's a you know a quick little firefight battle. The French Foreign Legion dudes are down to three. One of which is Brock, and they steal an airplane, which is conveniently left there for them. And <laughs> the pilot. Essentially, is dead like while he's flying this plane. I think. <laughs> well, he might have been dead from them slapping him so much. So, so he's he's like losing blood and like dying in a pretty good death performance actually for this aerophobe. And they're like, like one guy is like has his yes. eyes propped open, yeah. is holding them open, like stop closing your damn, <laughs> like holding yeah. like clockwork his, orange style, right, right? Holding his eyes, holding open. his eyes open with his fingers, like so he can still see and. Yeah, Brock is just smacking oh, him just in the face, just the like shit out of yeah. him. Like, oh, it's so it's yeah. so good. And then he let crash lands in the jungle um, near the French. And the pilot agent. is dead. Yeah, the pilot's dead. And uh, they dragged that out a little bit too they, much. Too they I, did. Then yeah. um, we're back to the French Foreign Legion, and suddenly, like, Brock's like, "Well, mission accomplished." And Yep, Brock has Brock is holding the dog, or another way to look at it, the only food remaining in the village. <laughs> yeah, as is described at the beginning. Um, oh God! And the kid has got Brock's watch, which he was eyeing earlier in the film, very briefly. Yeah. And then um, you know, Brock walks off to the distance. With we get Nat. Listen, this little Nat. Many dreams and many hearts. You separate. <laughs> oh. Lyrics leave a little desire. Like two arms open wide. Some you welcome in, and some oh, gives him the puppy. Outside. Here's Matt's favorite lyrics. <laughs> Bowl of rice. Bowl of rice. Bitter tea. <laughs> tea is great. Is this all? English tea is bitter the good tea. Earth has to offer me. That's all that it has to offer him. Yeah, is rice all and is bad tea. Bowl of rice and bitter tea. Ugh. Yeah, I've been there. It's about right. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. If if Vietnam's known for anything, it's like the food is not very good. It's like, um, yeah, nobody likes the nobody likes Vietnamese cuisine or nope. drink. Yeah, no, nope. yeah. So and we're hmm. done. Yeah, well, we, we 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 did it. We did it. Um, so uh, we got to We give a uh, Troy's roughing it. I was going to ask Troy Frizzer, You know, he he's in he's in he was in Alaska last week. He's in Hawaii this week. He's uh, and he was just in. Yeah. Uh where was he? Not Costa Rica. Um He was Columbia. he was in Colombia. Yeah. He's he's trotting around the globe. But um so oh, I guess better for him to be doing that than doing this. 
Yeah, it's true. Um, so how what 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 dong are you gonna give this, Matt? How uh, Vietnamese currency out of ten? Uh, how mm. many dong are you giving this film? Well, there were a few things that I enjoyed about the film, which I which I talked about as it, as it was going on. Some of which I enjoyed because it was so bad. It's good sort of enjoyment, and some of it which was you know literal enjoyment. Um, I thought Nat uh, King Cole and um, Angie Dickinson did yeah a pretty good job. Yes. Uh, not great, but you know pretty good. Thought most of the other acting was not very good. Scenery was generally shit. Uh, plot was generally bad. Um, propaganda was great. Good propaganda. <laughs> yeah. Strong on propaganda. Um, <laughs> I think the pushback <clears throat> on some of Brock's racism is interesting. You know, it, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I do find that to be pretty, uh, you know, pretty interesting sort of twist to th- sort of throw in the, you know, it's sort right. of... There, there, were, there were dissonant voices yeah. even, even in this era of pretty si- significant racism. Yeah. I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go 4.5. That seems high. Mm. Well, you have to live with your man. I think, I mean, you know, I so I, I as a the historian in me... Says like now, now there's enough distance between this film and the present that it's actually inform it informs us of of this in a better way than some of the more recent films we've covered, which are obviously more present. Yeah, this is a, is this, um, a, this is the oldest one we've done, I believe. I think so, and yeah. and so it's gonna it's gonna get some dong for me for for that. Right, as you, as you mentioned, Nat's performance. Um, the fact that it is trying to do Southeast Asia at all at this time period is at oh, least sure. is some, you know, it's it's pretty far afield for, um, for for films of this era. So I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it four dong. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it four. I mean the the, again the, racism while well, well really hard to stomach. Um, it's it, it's instructive. Um, mm-hmm. about, you know, um, it's got a racist. But also a pushback against racism thing going yeah. on, like it's it's kind of combining the. You two. You can tell like, there are two audiences. There's there there's an audience yeah. who who is like straight up racist, as Chuck D would say, and then there's there's an audience who says like, hey, um, you know, mixed ethnic people mm-hmm. are people too. Um, other people have rights. Other people deserve to be. This kid deserves to be loved. Like, or at know. least go to America and get, <laughs> yeah. And then, right. right. <laughs> right. At least. But in their minds, they think that's better. They think it's yeah. good. He deserves to be in a better place. Yeah. And it does a good job of capturing, I think, sort of Red Scare, you know, mm-hmm. roughly McCarthy era, um, Cold War, like just rabid, just right. freak this, out this, about this anything new, communism. This new enemy, um, you know, it's not the Japanese. It's not the Nazis anymore. It's it's the Reds. Yeah. And so right. that's a. So essentially, this is like a World War II movie, but it's. Yeah. Our new enemy is now. Communists, yeah, and so um, uh, and 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 some some, you know, again, it would be I, I bet most of the people that watch this film, this is their first um, mention of Ho Chi Minh, probably. I'm I'm guessing yeah. that a lot of them have never. I mean, it's not a good one, um, but it's uh, it's entering in the consciousness. He only so, speaks five languages, so <laughs> well, you know. I, I, speak, I speak eleven. So uh, Ho Chi Minh, yeah, he. Um, no, this film, uh, it's an interesting, it's an, as an, as an artifact, uh, it's, it's worth watching. Um, it is. Is it good? No. It is but, not. Uh, yeah. it is interesting for, uh, capturing a time and place in history. Yeah. And we, and in, and in some ways, 
you know, again, like I say, a lot of these films, we watch them, so you don't have to. Um, yeah, so this is, that is, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that is uh, China Gate. Um, Matt, I think we got another segment. Book of the Week. <laughs> if student, if they're not watching China Gate, what should they be, what should they be checking out? Sure. This is, I, I was, we were both looking around. We can't. We can't figure out if if the what was the name of the village in the film? Um, Sun Toy. Um, yeah, yeah. What was it? Sun Toy. I think. Yeah. We we. I think we both think it's not real. Um, so I was just trying to look up whether or not I can't it was find real. It, yeah. Um, well, I talked about. So I, I talked about uh, Dien Bien Phu a bit when I was talking about some of the historical context, and so I figured that's a good place to to look. So even if even if Sun Toy is not real. Uh, you can get a bit of a flavor of what maybe a real sun toy might have been like um, reading about Dian Bien Phu. Yeah, and so, I think I think you're right. And, and like for for listeners who are like really interested in the Vietnam War, the American role of the Vietnam War, um, if you're if you're a war buff, Dian Bien Phu is 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 an incredible, maybe one of the most. I mean, it's studied at West Point. Like it's a yeah, it's a serious, um, um, seriously interesting kind of. Um, role of both uh, of of tactics, of of determination, right. of um, it's an incredible uh, of of demoralization. Yeah, for the French. Wow. So I'm cheating a little bit because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about two books. I'll talk about them both briefly. But um, one of them is uh, Hell in a Very Small Place: Seas of Dien Phu by Bernard Fall, and that one was released in 1967. I think it came out just before he died. So and he died in Vietnam. Uh, I think he stepped on a landmine when he was on the patrol with some soldiers or something. Um, doing, I think he was reporting there or something. But um, anyways, he he did a ton of extensive research. He's French, um, French citizen, so he got access to, you know, a ton of the, like, French archives and stuff like that to do research. And, you know, he was doing his research right ar- just after Dian Bien Phu. Yeah. So he's talking a lot of he the key actors. People, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, got to interview everybody. Um, and so, you know, a lot of it is like day by day, blow by blow of the battle. So that one is, you know, a pretty key book. So I would check hell in a very small place out, um, start the second one, which is much more recent with this one's 2004 last Valley, Dien Bien Phu and the French defeat in Vietnam is, um, Martin Windrow. And this is a little I mean, I was going to say popular history, but it's like 700-something pages. That's, heavy, that's so, a heavy tome you got yeah, there, Matt's got in his hand. It's the, a yeah, thick... Uh, this is 700-something pages. Um, now, this is not academic, so, you know, if you want a little more light reading of 750 pages about Dian Bien Phu, <laughs> um, maybe this would be a good way to go. So he doesn't do primary research, so historian uh, snobs like Eric and I will, will, of course, frown upon this and poo-poo it. Um, but, uh, he's a good writer because we're elitists and this is what we do. Uh, but for, for you common folk out there, (laughs) uh, check out, check out this book because it's a really good, like synthesis of like tons of different, like tons of different, uh, secondary sources and including a lot of French sources. And so a lot of those are like not really you know, tapped into by, you know, other people that are writing about either Dien Bien Phu or France and Vietnam and stuff. Um, so he does a great job of, like, you know, gathering up those kind of divergent sources and kind of, like, synthesizing it into one 
sort of uh, cohesive narrative, which is not entirely chronological. That might be a slight complaint is that like it, it's, you know, it's partially chronological, partially topical, but um, you know, he's, there's tons, you know, pages and pages and pages of detailed maps. There are tons and tons of photos in this book. Um, there are, you know, it's, you're, you know, Eric's looking at it like <laughs> this thing's massive. Uh, it is massive. So I would check out oh, both of those. Um, it is a doorstop. It's a big boy. So check those out. Uh, Last Valley, Dien Bien Phu, French Defeat in Vietnam. Martin Windrow, that's the more recent one. And um, the oldie but goodie, kind of the OG, Hell in a Very Small Place, Siege of Dien Bien Phu, Bernard Fall. And Bernard Fall is a week. He's got a, f- you know, what, maybe four total on Vietnam, something like that. Um, they're all from that period of time, you know, all, well, he, you know, passed away in 67, so they're all written before that. Um, and so, you know, Street Without Joy is like, you know, fabulous. Um, he's got, he's got a lot of one, a lot of good ones. So, yeah, all the fall stuff is, is interesting. Yeah. So, um, again, uh, we're, we're interested to hear from our listeners if you, uh, if you what you think about the what do you think about China Gate? What do you think about Dembian Fu? What do you think about uh, yeah? Let us know. Yeah, we uh, if uh, if they want to hit us up with uh, comments, corrections, suggestions, where can they find us, Matt? Hit us up at Napalm Podcast on the Twitter and click that follow button. You know why not? Give me a follow on that. Doesn't and hurt anyone. doesn't hurt anyone. You know what? While you're while you're listening on your what, your SoundCloud, your your Apple deal, uh, your Spotify, your whatever, your Zune, whatever, give us, give yeah. us a get that like button, give us some stars, thumb up the five star, you know, different ones have different different categories of rating, but it's got to be max. It's got to be all good though, like nothing bad. So <clears throat> yeah, you can get into specifics about how you like me more than Matt, but you know you, but in general, give us five stars. Like if you if right. you want to drill down in the commentary, right? Eric's a six. I'm a four. That averages <laughs> to a five. So yeah. Uh, well, um, we look forward to hearing from you, seeing you again. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be a little more on the regular here. Hopefully, yeah, we're back, back in the school year. So school year, yeah. yeah. Um, so we look forward, and uh, you know, for uh. Napalm uh, in the morning. I've been Eric Jones. I've been Matt Yeagle. We'll see you next time. Later. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Thank you for I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam. You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film.